you are listening to the today i'm doing good feeling good it's been a really great week saturday morning one of my favorite times to podcast you have the whole week to talk about you have the next week to look ahead of you you got any weekend events going on that you could talk about a lot going on i'm a little out of breath because i just ran down the stairs but um i'm feeling good man had a good week obviously laugh it up tuesday was um i don't know man it's been rough Laugh It Up Tuesday, my uh, weekly show at Nikki's Bar and Grill in Little Fairy, New Jersey. Um, it's been very slow this start of the year. I mean, the first show of the year was really good. And then it's kind of gone like slowly a little bit down, um, especially me not being on social media and not being able to promote the show. I don't know if that has um, been having a negative effect, but we're almost done. The uh, social media breaks almost... Out of wrap, we got one more week left. I was actually considering delaying it another week into March just to shut up everybody that's talking shit about me picking the shortest month. But um, who cares what people think? You know, I I know why I did it. I know um, the reason I did the social media break. You know, I've already talked about that on the podcast before. Um, family member uh, committed suicide, and it kind of just shown the light of my own mental health instability and um fragility fragility and um yeah and i just you know what i that was um my family member committed suicide in um in january no right before new year's eve uh, a couple years ago and um you know all of january that year i was in an emotional tailspin and then come february i was like i gotta get off social media because of the stress and the anxiety it was causing me of how I was using social media and um, it just it it brought forth an awesome change in my life started doing comedy um, started doing you know the podcast and all that stuff so that's why I was like I got to do this every year and I'm just going to do it in the same month because it just happened to be that month so um, uh, actually that family member's daughter um, it's their birthday today so we have a birthday party to go to which is um Man, um, it's hard. I didn't really want to go down this road, but now that I brought it up, um, you know, that's my goddaughter, and uh, she's growing up without a dad, same way I did. Uh, she lost her dad at the same age I did, six years old. Um, oh, she might have been lost. Yeah, today she's going to be nine. So, um, oh, man, I think she might have been just a little bit older than me, but still, you know, Growing up without a dad uh, is really tough. And um, right away yesterday, I was thinking about like my daughter interacting with her. And my daughter doesn't know about not having a dad and how sensitive that is. But she under- she doesn't understand death, but she knows that someone dies. And she knows that that person's not here no more. Um, so I'm just, 
I'm, I'm really sensitive to the fact that my daughter may be insensitive to my goddaughter's situation. And that would break my heart because I've been on the other side of that um, where people were insensitive to me or just didn't know. It's not even that people are insensitive. It's just that people live their own lives. They don't know what's going on in yours. A lot of times we don't have context in other people's lives. That's why it's important not to judge people um, by their actions, you know, because you never know what can happen. I, I try to do that in um, in um, like driving scenarios. That's really helped me with my road rage where somebody cuts me off or somebody um, you know, whatever, they must be in a rush because their mom is sick. I don't know. I try to make it a better thought rather than me just, it just always be about me. And, um, I don't know where I was going with this, but, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm sensitive to that, that scenario. So, um, it might've been why too, why I'm a little distant, um, from my goddaughter. I don't reach out as much as I, I don't reach out at all, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I talk to my cousin a lot. I don't even talk to my cousin a lot, let me not say that, but I do talk to my cousin sometimes, and, um, you know, she's doing good, she lives on a farm and stuff, she, you know, plays with horses and stuff, but um, that whole situation just breaks my heart, I don't know how to, um, I need to better address it, I need to be more involved and stuff, and I, you know, they live a little bit far away, but that's still no excuse uh, to at least have phone calls and stuff, but, um, you know, hopefully I can make that connection with her today, and build on that maybe we can you know talk more stuff but um man stuff stuff but um that all started for me talking about laugh it up tuesday from laugh it up tuesday the social media break to that um that's how i always bounce around but um yeah uh then what else did we do wednesday i had a dope interview with jesse jesse montanez was on the podcast had some technical difficulties um with mike which i'm going to try to fix after this uh, see if I can't get both mics working again. His mic cut off midway through, but luckily we had the Twitch stream audio to back us up, and I was able to get something. You know, the audio isn't great, but it's better than what it was. It was literally just me talking to myself. And um, but we had a really good conversation. That was the longest podcast I ever did—two hours, over two hours—and um, we just had a really good talk, talking about a bunch of things, and um. I'm excited. I'm excited about doing more interviews. I have more interviews booked, uh, but I want to talk about the, the the point of the podcast today is uh, resistance, um, the resistance that you face when you're trying to chase your goals, whatever it be, whether it's gym, fitness, work, personal, family, writing, art, drawing, whatever it is that your body wants to do, what your passion is calling you, whatever it is, is there's a resistance against that. There's something that talks you out of it. There's something that um, that is opposing you while you're trying to do your, um, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to chase. What's up, Russia? How you doing, man? No homo. It's all good. Um, you know, the resistance that you face in your daily life. Um, and I'm thinking of, I was thinking about that this morning when um, I was talking to some other comedians, um, one of the funniest comics uh, in New York City that nobody knows about, Alex Starr, um, told me he wants to be on the podcast. And I'm like, oh, that's dope. Let's do it. And then he's like, yeah, just let me know when. And that's when resistance kicks in because now I don't want to, like now I'm just procrastinating. I'm procrastinating on texting him and booking it and putting it in stone. I don't know why, because this is a lot of fun. I really enjoy these conversations, but I sit here and think about everything that could go wrong with the conversation. 
and um, and then I just I I just procrastinate and I don't book people and I don't make you know the moves that I need to make. So um, that's what I want to dive into deep. I've been reading this book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Um, you know, it's talked about a lot on the Joe Rogan podcast, the Joey Diaz podcast. I read it once a couple of years ago when I first started comedy, and uh, it was a really impactful book. And I decided I'm going to read this bitch again. Um, and this time, I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. People saw me at work on my lunch hour. I was in the cafeteria writing notes with this book, and people are like, "What are you studying for a test?" And I'm like, "Yeah, the test of life. That's what I'm studying for." Um, so try to beat this resistance, guys. This is a daily battle with resistance. Resistance does not give up. Resistance is insidious. Resistance will chase your ass down and beat you no matter what. So you have to be on your daily grind with it. So it's really difficult. So um, I started the book. I'm like a quarter of a way through. I've been taking some notes. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to chop it up about this today because this is what I'm going through right now. I'm over here sweating bullets on the stream. Because I got my 18 pool table jacket on. Sometimes it's cold down here in this um, in this basement studio that I got. And um, then when I start walk, walk when I start talking and getting all worked up, then I get all um, sweating. But that's good. I also got my Nikki's Bar and Grill um, shirt on, which is Nikki's Bar and Grill, Little Fair, New Jersey. Dope place for food, music, comedy, wings, all that stuff. Right there in Little Ferry, New Jersey, owned by my very good friend, Nikki. And uh, maybe one day I'll have her on the podcast. That would be, probably be a dope podcast, too. Have Nikki on, talk some shit. And um, we could talk. You know, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. But you see, the resistance will right away, right away, did I not have the good idea, to good, a really good idea to have Nikki on the podcast that I instantly thought about that and then instantly thought about all the excuses why it wouldn't work and why it's no good and why I shouldn't do it. Um, so resistance is a bitch, all right? Um, it does, doesn't care. It's just going to keep coming after you. But um, uh, resistance again Thursday. Here's another resistance example. Thursday, I was booked on a show, Zona Tribeca, by my, my boys Kevin Sanchez. Oh, man, excuse me. My boy Kevin Sanchez and, um, oh, my God. He's going to kill me that I can't remember his name. Eric Miller. Holy shit. I keep, th I kept thinking of him as, uh, why? he kept calling me Aaron and I'm thinking his name. Anyway, Eric, um, Eric Miller and Kevin Sanchez put on a dope show at Zona Tribeca. It's like every two weeks or every month down in Greenwich Street in New York City. Um, really great atmosphere. Small. It's a little Mexican restaurant with a basement and a brick wall with a mic in front of it. That's one of my favorite kind of stages. Like a stage with a brick wall behind it, I am like, that's like the coolest thing for me. I, every time I see one, I feel like I want to perform there. Like I get so psyched to be in front of that wall. Um, so that's a dope spot. And um, and uh, I had built-in resistance because my it's Thursday, right? Thursday is my wife's gym day. So we have this negotiation because obviously I'm out a lot. So Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday mornings, those are her times for the gym. Those are her don't fuck with me times at the gym. And I respect the shit out of that. Everybody needs an outlet. This is her outlet. This is what makes her feel good. This is what makes her at her best. So that's the time that I respect. And, you know, I'm with the kid and I try not to encroach on that at all. But um, Thursday, it's also a big night in comedy. So it's, um, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit of a 
you know, clash. But, uh, I, you know, if I book a show on Thursday, I try to book it late or tell people that I can't get there till late. And a couple of weeks ago, I was booked on um, Zona and I had to miss it because my wife got stuck in traffic and she didn't get back in time. And I would, you know, I left the house and, you know, it just wouldn't have made it. But you know what? Resistance defeated me on that night, too, because I should have still went to that show and seen what time I would have got there. But, um, you know, whatever. Resistance plays its part. Sometimes it wins. Sometimes, it, you know, most of the time it wins with me anyway. Um, but Resistance tried to fight me getting to that show on Thursday. Uh, my wife got here early. I had plenty of time to get there. And I sat in my garage thinking of an excuse. No lie. Five minutes, I sat in my garage without turning my car on. I felt like turning my car on, leaving that door, <laughs> leaving that door closed. But um, I um, I just sat there for five minutes and thought of every reason and any excuse not to go. And I beat I beat resistance that night. I opened that that door, and that's because I'm reading the book. That's because it's actively in my head that I'm fighting resistance, and I'm not gonna. I just don't want to lose. I really don't. I don't want to lose to resistance, especially because I really, really, really love what I'm doing right now. I love doing this podcast. I love doing stand-up comedy. And I love the networking I'm doing and the work that I'm doing. I came home yesterday from work after working eight hours, nine hours, commuting an hour each way. I came home and I didn't even take my jacket off. And I was on the computer checking the YouTube video that I was, you know, like I love doing what I'm doing. So I'm not, I just can't let resistance win because when resistance wins, that's what leads to the depression. That's what leads to the sickness that I think everybody in this world is dealing with. I was talking to my mom yesterday and she was telling me, I don't understand how people kill themselves, like kill their kids and then like kill their families and then kill themselves. Like, why is that happening so much? And I didn't really have an answer for her, but I was thinking about it and I don't, I, I mean, I really still don't have an answer, but I feel like people are just really miserable. I, I feel like a majority of the population is just doing things that they don't want to do. And they're in situations chasing money instead of happiness. And, and I believe a lot of the, I, I believe a majority of this country is sick with that, just with that, with the fact that we chase the wrong thing. People are chasing money instead of happiness, thinking that money's going to lead to happiness. But I promise you guys, money does not lead to happiness. I don't have money. I don't have a lot of money. I'm I'm decent, okay? Very decent. Working middle class, uh, paycheck to paycheck. I own my home, own a car. My, my wife has a car. We both have really good jobs, benefit. Like, you know, we're, we're fine, but we're not wealthy. And I believe that even if we were wealthy, if we, were, if we weren't doing what we wanted to do, we'd still be unhappy, wealthy or not. I, I know people that have money that are unhappy. I've met people in AA that have money that are um, not happy. I've met people at the Landmark Forum that were rich and were not happy. So money does not equal happiness. It makes things a little easier maybe, but maybe it doesn't because you know what else money brings? More problems. Remember Biggie? That's what he told us. More money, more problems. And that is a fact, Jack. All right. You have more money, you have more bills. That's, you know, when you don't have a lot of money and it's real simple, Things are just a little easier, even though you don't have money, like it's easier to be happy. I've been very happy broke at times just because of my own inner contentment, if that makes sense. But resistance is a bitch. So it tried to fight me from tried to fight me from going to that show Thursday, but I won. I showed up and I and, and I got there. And I was so like just leaving when I opened that garage. And I pulled out, like I turned my car on and I pulled out and closed that garage behind me. I felt a victory. I 
felt it right in my being. I felt that victory. Like, fuck you, resistance. I'm I'm the captain now. All right. I'm the captain, resistance, not you. I'm gonna win. And I fucking pulled out and I started driving to the show. Instantly felt better. Got to the show, walked down the stairs into the basement, turned the corner. Who do I see but my boy Alex Starr? Boom, we start chopping up. Right there, I knew I made the right decision. Regardless of what was going to happen, whether I bombed or not, I knew the networking and chilling with my people and hanging out and everything was going to be, you know, worth it all. Like, that's what we do. And then um, went up. I had a pretty good set. I mean, it wasn't my best. It was pretty decent, but had fun. People coming up afterwards. Uh, you was really good, funny. People laughed. And people had a good time. They had a good show. That's all that matters. Um, got to hang out with some of my peoples. And uh, we had a good time. And again, my boy Alex wants to be on the podcast. He asked me. I can get a, I can get a bunch of people on the podcast. I have no, um, I don't want to say limit, but I don't have a shortage of guests. I can have guests every single week. I have plenty of people, I have plenty of conversations, there's so much to talk about, but I'll let resistance get in my way. So I want to talk to you a little bit about, I'm going to put some context to the stuff that I've been talking about so you understand. Uh, the War of Art, Stephen Pressfield, the foreword uh, he had written by another author who can relate. And this was really important in the beginning for me because listening to another author talk about what this guy is talking about. Um, it legitimized it for me. Like it was somebody else um, co-signing what this guy's talking about. And uh, so right from the beginning, you know that someone else is saying, hey, this guy, what this guy's saying is right. Pay attention. So that, um, you know, it made me just open to like the information. Uh, so right away, he starts talking about the author, Stephen Pressfield. He starts talking about his, his routine for writing, um, you know, waking up in the morning, um, looking for inspiration, luck, routine. Like he has a whole bunch of little lucky charms and stuff that he has. Uh, it's a ritual every day. He puts on the same jacket. He puts on the same, you know, writing jacket, uh, um, all that stuff. And he does it every day. It's only about consistent. He's only worried about putting the time in. He's not worried about the, the um, as a writer, he's only worried about putting the time in. He's not worried about the product yet. Um, so, Getting, making sure that he put that hour that he said he was going to do, he puts that hour in or however much time he has allowed um, As long as he put that time in, then he is satisfied. He's content because that's, that's really all it takes um, is just getting that. It's just to do the work. Um, like he said, the secret to writing is writing is not hard. Right? Writing is not hard. Sitting down to write is. And I... I can't co-sign that statement more. Um, sitting down the right is very difficult. Once I do, I'm able to get my writing in and, you know, you get your benefit from it. Um, I try to write every morning, like, um, you know, something about the day, what I want to do, what I want to accomplish, just trying to get those thoughts out. I'm not consistent with it at all. I'm doing it maybe twice a week, three times a week. I want to do it. I want to do it every day, but um, I'm facing resistance. And then, um, what else is it? Uh, the unlived life. He talks about the unlived life. Everybody has two lives. You have the life you live, and then you have the unlived life. And resistance is in the middle of that. And um, 
he talks about yielding to resistance deforms the spirit. This is what I was saying before. When you succumb to resistance and resistance is beating you, it eats at your spirit inside because your spirit wants to do something. Your spirit is called upon to do something. Some of you may not know what it is yet. Some of you do know what it is yet and you're still not doing it. You know what that calling is and resistance is fighting you from that calling and that is eating at your soul every single day every single time resistance wins it hurts you inside it rips you up it leads you to drinking it leads you to drugs it leads you to um, anger it leads you to all kind of negative shit is because you're letting resistance win so resistance is extremely insidious in that nature um in fact that it it really eats at your insides and it um it makes you it just makes you um makes you God, I can't think of the freaking word. It makes you like hate yourself. It makes you, um, it makes me hate myself for sure. When I lose it, I feel like a punk. I feel like I'm, you know, trash, like I'm lazy. Like I don't want to get anything done. All that stuff. It just, resistance is a bitch that way. And, um, you know, resistance is the enemy, has been the enemy all along. It's not, you know, um, a lot of times we look at external forces on why, things don't happen for us, but in reality, it's resistance that's preventing us from uh, taking full advantage of situations because, you know, resistance will fill your head with doubt, resistance will fill your head with hesitation, um, with procrastination, allowing you not to take advantage at the right time when, when you should be. Um, our inner genius is attacked by resistance, right? Everybody has the inner genius. Depending on whatever your calling is, your inner genius is attacked by resistance. And that is what makes us sick, like I was saying before. Oh, this is crazy. He made this point um, also about uh, Hitler and uh, resistance Hitler face. Hitler uh, wanted to be a painter, all right? Apparently, Hinter, uh, Hinter, hey, Hinter, Hell Hinter, uh, Hitler got, uh, I guess, an inheritance and he moved to Austria or from Austria to pursue his art career. And um, I guess he met some resistance and then we all know how that ended up. So the, the author stretched to make the point and I really understand even though I know it is an extreme point, but it really does make sense. It was easier to start World War II than to face a blank canvas. All right, so think about that. It was easier to start World War II. That man almost conquered the world, and it was easier to do that than easier than to sit down and paint. I don't know if that's, you know, it's like I said, it's a stretch, but it's a really um, impactful analogy. Um, resistance comes from any act that rejects immediate gratification in favor of long-term gratification, health, or integrity. All right, so resistance comes from any act that rejects immediate gratification in favor of long-term growth, health, or integrity. So those steps that you have to take on your journey to getting to where you want to go, all right? We'll use fitness as an example, all right? You have a goal to lose weight, all right? Weight loss doesn't happen overnight. There's not one step involved in losing weight. There's multiple steps, multiple things you have to do um, to lose weight. And when you 
have to take one of those steps, resistance is there to stop you on that step. That's where it forms. That's where it's attacking you at when you want to take those steps that don't give you immediate gratification, right? Immediate gratification does not come from going to the gym. Oh, that's a bad example because it does make you feel better after. But making the decision, damn it, that does make you feel better too. I guess in your mind, it doesn't provide instant gratification. I don't get instant gratification from making the decision to go to the gym. I get the gratification from coming. It's not instant. See, this is where the confusion is with the gym. This is where I'm confused. The gratification in the gym is not instant. It's You have to put in the work and then after you're gratified, right? You're not gratified by putting in, you know, some people are that love the gym, but the, those of us that do not love the gym and we're doing it just to get, you know, um, in shape or lose weight or whatever, um, or even if you do love it, sometimes there's resistance in that too. That's the whole point. And it just keeps coming, man. It's not, it's not personal. Resistance just keeps coming. It's not personal. It's like rain, right? Like a storm, a rainstorm will drown you. It'll destroy your roof. It'll fuck your whole neighborhood up, knock down power lines, all that stuff. It doesn't care. It's not even, yeah, rain, I don't know. It doesn't care. It doesn't um, discriminate, doesn't care um, who you are. It just It's just going to brain down on you and, and it just hits everybody. Uh, resistance lies. Uh, resistance does not come from external sources. Resistance comes from within. All right, that's really important. Resistance does not come from external sources. Resistance comes from within. You're the one that's creating resistance in your life. Nobody else is. Your mind is creating resistance in your life. Uh, resistance is like a use. You can use resistance like a compass. I like this um, this little tool they give you here because. The more important your call to action is, the more important you want to do something, the more inside it um, you want to, you have a desire to do something, the more, the more powerful the resistance is, um, the more that's true, like the more that is your calling. You know what I mean? Like if uh, you're trying to, you know, if you want to write a book and you're not facing that much resistance and, you know, that might not be your calling, you might just fail. But if you want to write a book and you're facing a monsoon of resistance, then that just means that like that's a more that's a more important call of action. Like the greater the resistance, the more you need to fight it. That's the point it's trying to make. I'm dancing around this like Ali. The more resistance that you face, the more you need to fight it because the more important that call to action is, the more important that action is for you. So the more important that, you know, when you're going to do something, the, the more important that is to your goals, the more resistance you're going to face. So use that as a compass. So when you're facing a lot of resistance, what it's telling you is, is that should be a trigger in your mind to fight harder because you really need to do whatever it is resistance is fighting you from. Uh, resistance is universal. Every day is a fight and it's a fight to the death. Resistance is not going to stop until you die. Uh, we feed our resistance with fear. That is a fact. When I was sitting in that garage, uh, not wanting to go to the show, it was because I was scared. I was scared of going to fail. I was scared. You know, I'm using fear and fear. The more I'm scared of things, because I am scared. I am scared of going on stage. I'm scared of nobody laughing. I'm scared of me stuttering. I'm scared of me saying something stupid. I'm scared of me upsetting someone. I'm, you know, I'm scared of all that stuff. And my resistance knows that and it feeds on that and it uses that to 
um, to fuck me up, to make me resist. Um, resistance only comes out for upward movement. All right. If you're failing in life, if you're making bad decisions, you're not going to face any resistance. All right. That should be another compass. If you're not facing resistance on the shitty decisions you're making, it's because you're not going forward. You're going backwards. And resistance doesn't care if you go backwards. It actually is probably happy that you are going backwards because then it has less work to do. All right. At the same time, resistance is also the most powerful when you're right at the end. When you're right about to accomplish your goal, when you're at that finish line, you can see it down the the down the path that you're about to finish, resistance is going to come at you with everything it has to stop you from finishing. That's when it's, you know, when it's, it's going to stop you. It's going to get on you. All right. Um, what else we got here? Almost at the end here. Resistance. Oh, resistance recruits allies. All right. Uh, it's kind of like a crab in a bucket mentality. Others see you beating resistance. Right. When others see you beating resistance, those people um, may try to help resistance stop you because that's life. All right. But there's haters out there. And those haters will team up with the resistance that you're facing and try to stop you from achieving your goals. So you need to beware of that. Beware of the people. I was actually talking to Alex about that um, on Thursday. We were talking about the haters. And uh, he gave me a tip. And he was like, hey, man, watch out for these people out here. The same people that will smile in your face and tell you great set will be the same one when you turn around and walk away and be like, fuck him. So you just got to be, you know, keep your eyes open. Uh, crab in a bucket mentality. Don't stop. Don't stop what you're doing for other people. You got to be the inspiration for those other people. Be the inspiration. Let them see you beating resistance and let them know that resistance doesn't have to win. That if you're doing it, um, they can do it too, pretty much, right? Um, symptom, symptoms of resistance is procrastination. Procrastination is the number one system, the number one uh, symptom of resistance procrastination i'm a major procrastinator i love waiting until the last minute i love putting things off um because then it, you know what if it doesn't go through then it gives me an excuse um i just i put things off i'm a big big uh procrastinator and another symptom of it is resistance seeks instant gratification I love instant gratification. I chase it all the time. It's why I love candy. It's why I love sweets. Why I love alcohol. It's why I love pot. Um, those things give you instant gratification. And um, sometimes instant gratification, a lot of times instant gratification isn't a good thing. You know, I, my experience, the gratification that I enjoy the most comes from something I worked hard for, something that I um, struggled for something that I accomplished, something I had to work towards. I really appreciate it more. I have a better, um, uh, I have a better appreciation for what I did. And I think, I think that that struggle makes you form a different kind of relationship with your achievement, right? Because you can have an achievement and be like, I did this. Yeah, I did that. I handed somebody handed it to me, right? Somebody, if somebody gives you a paper to copy in class and you copy it and you hand it in and you get an A, it's like, yeah, cool, I got an A. Like, you don't brag about that A. You don't tell nobody about that A because you didn't earn that A. But if you worked hard, if you studied all week, 
and you really busted your ass on that book. You talked to all your, you know, your study buddies and all that stuff, and you really worked hard and you got a B plus on a class you were failing. You're going to brag about that. You're going to talk. You're going to feel good about it. It's going to make you feel good because you developed the, you, you, you formed like a camaraderie with your, um, you know, with your achievement, you you guys struggled along the way. It's why there is a band of brothers in the army. That's why um, those army relationships are so um, tight. Because whenever you go through something with someone, you have a relationship with them. Uh, because you had that struggle together. Um, so, I mean, that's as far as I got so far with the book, guys. I'm you know I'm I'm enjoying talking about this because this is something I feel we all face. On a daily basis, a lot of us work jobs that we don't want to do. Excuse me. Uh, I love my job. I mean, don't get me wrong. I really do. If I have to have a job, I am extremely happy with the job I have. Everything has its faults. I complain just like everybody else. I get negative just like everybody else. I get cranky just like everybody else. I get grateful just like everybody else. But at the end of the day, I'm extremely grateful for that job. But it's not what I want to do, right? If I was rich, I wouldn't go there. If I had all the money in the world, I would not go to work. So let's not pretend that it's where I want to be. It's where I have to be. I'm going to make the fucking best of it while I'm there and do the best I can so that I can stay there. But it's not where I want to be, right? I want to be here. This is where I want to be. If I had all the money in the world and I could do whatever I want all day long, I'd still be here. So this is what I want to do. And I face a lot of resistance on that. I think we all do. And I think that we, like I said, uh, we as a society chase money and put ourselves in this situation. We put ourselves in our own prisons, right? I'm in my own prison. Well, I have this big house. I got to pay the mortgage. I got to pay the bills. I got to pay the car note. I have to sustain the lifestyle that I'm living. Now, I can, um, I can change all that, sell the house. We could really strip down to bare minimums, um, but we don't want to. I mean, we struggle now and um, we enjoy the life we live, but I'm sure it would be a lot happier if my wife wanted to change, like chase her passion. She's a, she's an artist. If she wanted to chase her passion, I don't know if my wife, if my wife was rich, I don't think she, I don't know if she'd be at her job. She might. My wife really loves her job in advertising. She really does. And it, you know, feeds her creativity and she's part of a team and all that stuff. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know what my wife would do if she had um, unlimited money. I mean, I prob she probably wouldn't want to work for somebody else, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what she'd want to do. Probably travel. Probably. But like I said, we all have that thing we want to do and it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be where you quit your job. To, you don't have to quit your job to chase your passion. You have plenty of time in the day. There's 24 hours out of the day. 10 of them are your, let's say 10 of those hours are gone for work, right? Because it's, an, let's say, an hour there, an hour back, and then eight hours at the place. So you got 10 hours out of the day that you, um, that you can't have. Let's say 12, because you got to get ready, right? You got to get ready for work. And then, well, no, it's not 12. Relax. 10 hours. You got 10 hours. That means you're left with 14 hours, right? Eight hours, you need to sleep. Seven hours, you need to sleep. Seven hours. So now you got seven more hours. What are you going to do? You're going to watch Netflix? 
You don't watch TV? Is that what you want to do? Or is that just you escaping from how you're feeling about what you're not doing? Right? You want to write a book? You want to go to the gym? You want to start that job? I mean, you want to start that business? You have seven hours during the day that you can put towards that passion. It sounds like work, and it is. Like I told you, Friday when I got home, I sat down with my jacket on, and I worked. I took my jacket off, and I worked. I worked until 8.30. All right, so I got home at 5.30. I worked till 8.30. That was three hours. And then I decided, you know what? I've, I've worked really hard Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And Friday, I'm just going to relax. I'm going to go watch a movie. And I went and I watched the movie. And guess what? I didn't feel bad about it. I didn't feel um, shame like I skipped out on my work. I put my work in. And then I went and enjoyed myself. I had a little me time. I watched a good movie. I watched Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler. It was a good movie. Um it was a good movie. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but I feel like we all have that that resistance and we all have that calling that we want. I don't know what it is. Everybody has a different calling, man. Maybe you like fucking organizing Skittles. I don't know. You like color coding Skittles. I don't know what your calling is. Everybody has something different, man. But whatever it is, um, you got you got time in the day. Man. Stop bullshitting. Stop escaping your life and attack it. Get on it. You're going to feel so much better for it. Um, I've, you know, I, you know I, ha- I still have my bouts of depression and I deal with my own mental health problems. And um, uh, I had actually had a breakdown this week. I think it was Monday. Monday did I have a breakdown? I think it was Monday um, because I stopped, uh, I stopped smoking cannabis. And I've been a heavy cannabis smoker for quite some time. And, um, you know, I use it to escape some things myself, uh, some some of my own personal demons that I have in my head and um, really sick stuff. I don't, and I really don't even want to talk about it. I, I don't know how to talk about it yet. I'm still kind of ashamed of the things I think about and how my brain works and how depressed I get. But um, I got home and I was just, uh, I didn't have my, um, my, my blankie. I didn't have my blankie, my cannabis blankie um, to help me. And I've been on, uh, I've been using so heavy for so long now, um, that, you know, self-medicating that I kind of like just had a breakdown. I, you know, I, I ran out and I didn't want to buy no more. I just kind of like something told me like, stop. I don't know what it was. Something just told me it was like, stop, just take a, you know, take a breather. Don't, you know what it was? It was, there was, and me and Jesse talked about this too. Um, there was just a point in me where I just didn't want to be cannabis's bitch. You know what I mean? I didn't want to feel like an addict. And I felt like that for a very long time where that was my chase. Like that was my purpose. And, um, and I did, I stopped. And then I was like, had like all these crazy emotions. I got home. I was just like crying for no reason uh, because I had all these thoughts that I tried to escape and they just, just keep flooding me. And, um, and that's it. It's been a few days now and um, I feel good. Uh, I feel a lot better. And I think I'm gonna, I feel like I'm going to stay on this path. I, I don't want to promise that I'm not going to do anything, but I feel like right now I just don't want to. Like, even with sweets too, like I haven't really been wanting, I, ha- I had like half a nut of butter yesterday. But other than that, I'm a big sweet person and I have no candy all week. I'm just in a really weird place right now. I, I don't say weird like in a bad way. It's just odd where I just don't want to do the things I like right now because I feel like the things I like have not been, um, the things that I love 
have not been uh, productive for me. I have not had a healthy relationship with my um, with my vices. And everybody has vices. And I am definitely not saying I'm never going to smoke weed again. But for a while now, I just don't want to. Uh, I may do it in a social situation just because I am a follower. But um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm enjoying how I am right now. Uh, the clarity and um, the the feeling of not being uh, a slave to something else. Like just even like cigarettes. You know how like cigarettes, you go out in a monsoon to smoke. And you think and when you're not a smoker, you look at them and you're like, that's ridiculous. Well, that's the kind of how I felt with um, with the cannabis. Like I was just, you know, it's fucking six degrees below. I can't smoke in my house and I'm going outside to smoke. And, um, you know, I'm sitting there cuddled up in like a fucking hoodie and stuff. I have to get like dressed to leave the house and then go outside, smoke, and then come back inside um, repeatedly too because that was another thing. Like my tolerance was way up. So it was I was using a lot more. It's just natural. And that's just natural progression anyway. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I f I'm coming out on top of that and feeling good, feeling fresh. And I'm just not going to let resistance whoop my ass anymore. At least not like uh, like Tyson Fury is going to get his ass beat tonight, I think. I don't know. Fight tonight, guys. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. Um, resistance. That's it about resistance. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapped up in that subject. Um, do what you got to do, guys. Uh, Deontay Wilder's fighting Tyson Fury tonight. I'm sure Tyson Fury knows a little bit about resistance. I'm sure everybody does. You just don't know what to call it. Um, fight tonight. I'm excited about it. Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, heavyweight. There's always something good about heavyweight fights. And um, that's it, man. I'm going to wrap this up now. I think that's um, I think that's good. That's good. Good talk. Um, what else I got going on? We have, um, what is this? Monday, we have Monday the 24th, Coffee, uh, Trend Coffee House, Coffee House, Trend Coffee House in Montclair, New Jersey. Got to show, um, some of my dates. I'm giving you dates, guys. Um, February 24th, uh, Trend Coffee House in Montclair, New Jersey, uh, February 28th. Uh, down in Cranberry, New Jersey at the Station Bar and Grill, uh, 8 p.m. And we have Saturday the 29th at Tiff's uh, Comedy Club down in Morris Plains. That is the Comedy Dojo. I think it is called the Comedy Dojo. I'm not sure. Uh, or the Dojo. Con I don't know what it's called. Uh, but it's Tiff's. Tiff's. It's Tiff's in Morris Plains. Tickets are on sale. You can see them on my website, dickisfunny.com. Uh, you will get, uh, you'll save money if you buy them online because they're cheaper. And uh, Chips Cooney's headline in that one, I'm hosting. That'll be a fun one. Chips Cooney, the illusionist. He is hilarious. And um, that's it. Laugh it up Tuesday. Every single Tuesday, you know that's right. And, um, and that's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Please like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, tell your friends to tell a friend and then tell them to call me and say, hey, I like your podcast. It's great. I'll keep listening and I'm going to hit subscribe. All right. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day.